What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a mystery. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello! Hi! Hello! Welcome to Mad Women. I'm Kate. I'm Ashley. <laughs> Until another name is decided exactly. on. Exactly. Or Flamingo Jones. <laughs> Flamingo Jones. Yeah. Oh, man. I have a lot Weird. of aliases. Yes. No one knows who you are. <laughs> and today we are talking about season one, episode six of Mad Men, Babylon. Oh, see now listen, since we've switched to Amazon, I don't know the episode names. And so when you tell me in this moment, it's always a surprise to me. Oh, I am so glad that I have that to surprise you with. Yes, you have that power. I spend so much of my time watching television and movies, looking at IMDb, mm -hmm. and uh, just like, who's that? Where's, where did I see that person from? Mm. Who's, what else is that person in? That's my main train of thought. So your purpose for watching television is not to enjoy it, but to deeply investigate it. Well, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's my purpose, but it's certainly my burden. <laughs> okay, it's your cross to bear. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's my version of just how I distract myself. Sure, sure. We've all got that. So we're talking Babylon. This is the episode that I watched before yes. episode five. Um, and I watched it a few days ago. You just watched it. I just watched it. Ooh, so. it was a doozy. It was a doozy. It was a hell of a doozy. For the uninitiated to the Don Draper life story and everything else in yes. the Mad Men world. It's a pretty big, pretty big show. What do you what do you think? What are you thinking? What are your first thoughts? What are your initial thoughts? Okay. So the first thing that I noticed when uh, at the top of the episode we're opening up, Don's mm -hmm. making breakfast, and already I'm like, well, it's somebody's birthday or something. Right. Because something. what the fuck is Don doing? He's being too domestic to be right. normal. Yeah. Right. Why are you being so kind? Yeah. Something is mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but then the other thing that I noticed as right before he goes upstairs, he fiddles through the newspaper and mm -hmm. he grabs out the funnies. Yeah. And that's how I knew it was for Betty, because I was like, that bitch don't know nothing but comics. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, of course he has to, like, rifle through for yeah. some fucking peanuts, because yeah. his peanut of a wife yeah. can't handle any kind of real journalism. No. She doesn't need to concern herself with what happens outside the four corners of Betty Boop, or whatever the hell's <laughs> in the newspaper in 1960. Yeah. Did yeah. they have Dilbert yet? I hope so. <laughs> I, I feel the people of the sixties need Dilbert. <laughs> you know, I feel feel like they they created Dilbert. Yeah, they created Dilbert. Dilbert is a product of that lifestyle. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so so yeah, he's starting to make breakfast in bed, and you know it can't turn out well, and he falls Back on his ass like we yeah. all knew he was going to when he put all those wobbly vases and orange oh, juices boy. on the trail. And then what happened? Okay, now listen. Let's hear it. So he has this big flashback moment mm -hmm. where he sees the birth of his little brother. I have many issues with this scene. Okay. First Let's of all, them. am I meant to believe... 
that, and I'm probably not, but this is where my brain initially went. Okay. That as a small child, Don lived in the house that he is now living in. Now, no. I don't, right, I don't think that's actually true, but he kept, like, looking back and forth to these two different spots. Like, even when he comes back mm-hmm. to life, he's looking back, like, into the dining room or whatever, yeah. where he was just having this flashback. I do not think they wanted you to think that. But I want that to be another little piece of, like, Don lore okay. of all these things that he's hiding. Like, as his life unravels more, we learn, <laughs> not only does he have a secret life, but it happened in this fucking house. <laughs> That's what I want to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's That would happening. be very impressive in right? terms of double lifeness. Right? Yeah. But also, for a second, let's talk about mm-hmm. how fucking creepy that fake-ass baby was. <laughs> that was the creepiest fucking shit I've ever seen. I didn't notice. It was gray? Like, no. really? You couldn't have gotten a pink fake-ass baby? Yeah. Why was that baby gray? Its head was misshapen. Its head was too small. It was like... Here's what they did. Uh-huh. The producer of the show was like, fuck, we need a fake-ass baby for this scene. Yeah. Rifled around in his kid's toy box, mm-hmm. found a facsimile of a baby, tried <laughs> to make it look more human by making it look less human, okay. and just shoved it in the scene. Because it was like a baby doll and uh-huh. not like a fake-ass baby. Yeah. It was terrifying. That, frankly... It was creepy as hell i am so sorry that you were traumatized from all i can see two. is it's like gray and goopy because you know they gotta make it look goopy uh-huh like flattened forehead yeah now listen when a baby comes out of a vagina and they're fresh they're cone-headed yeah the front of their face is not like squared off yeah that's never a thing in childbirth okay so i see i haven't seen newborns i'm not well, go back to your seventh grade health class. Oh, we didn't talk about. Oh no, I guess you're from Alabama. Yeah, my <laughs> my health class quite literally never covered anything to do okay. with anatomy. Well, um, so now that's why you don't know, but just that's and true. that's why you weren't terrified by that's this fake ass baby. I tried to find a picture of it, but I kept finding grown Adam Whitman. Sadly, no. Um, so I am. Continue to not be traumatized. But it was a little... It was a little baby. It was terrifying. Yes. And we have seen the adult version of this baby. So we yes. know that we it's know. not meant to be some kind of monster baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was supposed to be a normal right. baby. They just maybe Maybe in Don's remembrance, mm. he remembers this child as a monster and as yeah. the bringer of, of evil. That would fit. Because that's what this baby looked like. It looked yeah. like the second coming of the devil. <laughs> Okay. It looked like a little demon had just mm-hmm. shot out of this woman's vagina, square-headed. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't not make sense because Thank Don you. Clear or er, Dick, as yes. he's referred to, does not like this baby. It that ain't seem. my brother. So maybe in his memory, and also, he's like, this is a little demon baby. Can we just say that mm-hmm. I was right, that is not his mother, that they are half-brothers by father? Because um, they even say that in that scene. You did. I, I'll i give you that one. You did I it right. I said it. Thank you. Yes. I had one prediction that was correct. Yeah. You Speaking of, good. what were my predictions? All right. Your predictions. I think I just wrote Flamingo Jones. So I assume maybe you were going to, you really just threw a Hail Mary 
that someone would actually call Joan Flamingo Joan. Um, and I had mentioned that Betty would act poorly. Yes. And so you said the reasons she would act poorly right, were. Right, right. Option one, Betty comes to the th- city, maybe to see her therapist, and runs into Midge the art bitch. Yes. She becomes friends with Midge in a coffee <laughs> shop, not knowing their mutual lover. Uh-huh. And Betty would have to pretend to be a friend slash decent person. So the oh. acting would be in the pretending. Right. Let me tell you, for a hot second in this episode where yeah. Don's at Midge's house and there's a knock on the door, I was like, it's fucking Betty. <laughs> Here we go. I was so yeah. ready for it. That would have been spectacular. Yeah. But we did not get to see Betty no. and Midge, the art bitch, interact, sadly. The other option was that Don and Betty would fight because Betty knew that there were stacks of paper in Don's desk. She would, did not know what they were. <laughs> and then they would disappear. And so she still didn't know that it was $5,000, but she would just be mad. And so the options were best friends or confused about money. <laughs> okay. Um, you... Predicted that Trudy would sleep with egg-headed Charlie. Okay. Um, and Peggy would more actively spy Whoa. planting devices on Don <laughs> in some kind of Shonda Rhimes Judd Apatow production. Right, right. That and dynamic duo. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the matchup we've all been waiting to see. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that the lingo would be either pantaloons, or knickers. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm afraid mm. didn't quite work out this time. We saw some knickers. We, we did. We saw Midge bopping about in her little knickeroos. <laughs> but she did not call them such. She did not call them knickeroos. No. Much too prudish. Right. Betty does mention her therapist, but we don't see her going downtown. Right. But she does. So, and that was another question I had. Like, is this dust just done? Is she all better now? And apparently no. No. So, there you go. Yeah. They didn't just completely abandon that character point. Right. Right. Which is good. Yeah. This is um a second episode where they sort of start with Betty and Don in bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because cause he's, so he's making breakfast. He has a flashback. And then, and it's like, you find out it's Mother's Day is the special occasion. Right, right. Um, And as we all know, or what we're finding out is that Dick Whitman didn't really have much of a mother. Mm -hmm. And so, probably a weird day for him. He doesn't want to talk about moms. He doesn't want her talking about her own mom. No. So then it kind of goes right to the end of Mother's Day when it sounds like they went to a Joan Crawford movie. Right. And... Salvatore couldn't stop talking about Joan Crawford. Oh, yeah. I, there was a lot of good lines in this, but yeah, uh, Don says, some men like eyebrows, all men like Joan Crawford. Salvatore <laughs> couldn't stop talking about her. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Betty is worrying about aging, and she's Joan Crawford aging, and mm-hmm. thinks about her mother aging, but her mother was handsome, vivacious, and positively cheerful right up to her end. Oh, my God. That whole scene yeah. was such... Terrible Betty acting. Yeah, that's the one that really oh. drove me nuts. Oh, when she says the vivacious line, uh-huh. I was like, you don't know how these words are supposed to come out of your mouth. <laughs> like, all I can see is marbles yeah. in your mouth. You don't know how to say these things. Like, forget yeah. acting them. Mm-hmm. Forget, like, trying to put a human behind them. Even just yeah. saying these words. 
You came yeah. out a square-headed baby. <laughs> and it shows, and It shows. You square-headed. Bitch, you square-headed. <laughs> is that the opposite of a strumpet trumpet is a square-headed baby? Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of a strumpet trumpet is a square-headed bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole scene mm-hmm. was so painful. Yeah. Um... And then, you know, Don's all trying to get it on because it's Mother's mm-hmm. Day. We better make more babies. That's that's what all mothers want. Right. More babies. And they're they're doing this weird sexy school metaphor. And then Betty's like, but you got caught cheating. And Don's right. Like, right. Yes, I love that yeah. line. Because she doesn't work too well. Right. She doesn't know. Right. Like, as, yeah. as of this point, the audience is meant to believe she doesn't know. Unless she's caught him in the past. I think that it's mostly she's just super aware of what men do and right. is a little bit like it's not my place. It's kind of like I, I think at some level she just thinks whatever he does when he leaves the house is not right. in her control and that's her duty. Yeah. I'm not I don't think I I don't think she knows anything for sure. Right. And is a little too she's a little too scared and shy to really dig in if she is worried but she's clearly certainly suspicious yes but all she thinks about is don all she's waiting for him yeah when he comes home yeah which was so that was sort of an interesting thing throughout the episode this Mm -hmm. idea of them both being totally preoccupied but in like very different ways so she's completely Mm -hmm. preoccupied with them being together yeah and he's completely preoccupied with everything outside of her yeah and even he says, like, I, she says, I want you so much, I want you so much. And he's like, you have me. Yeah. But it's, like, for that moment. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have and even then, any like, other part she of She doesn't. Right. Like, yeah. even when she has him, she doesn't yeah. have him. Because he's right. so preoccupied mm-hmm. with everything else. Yeah. And he, they're both just kind of putting on a weird show. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're nailing it. They look exactly like they're supposed to look mm-hmm. with the two kids in the suburban house. And What happened know. to the dog? Remember that dog that he gets little Sally? And I said, that, that dog got murdered. I'm I still convinced. Know. The dog is... That dog was murdered. Probably chained up to a radiator or something. People <laughs> didn't care about pets. All right. Well, I'm saying either the dog was murdered or has okay. become a murderer. Oh, okay. Maybe this is the start of Cujo. Do you think? This is how Cujo this is started. actually a prequel to Cujo. Right. So first, this little dog, we'll call him Biscuit. Let's call him Biscuit. We'll say Biscuit had had enough of this damn Draper family. Uh-huh. Starts thinking some kind of way. Yeah. Takes off. Yeah. Spreads his crazy ideals to the other dogs in the neighborhood. It's an evangelist dog. Yes. Okay. A young pup coming up. Hears all this. <laughs> yeah. Young pup coming okay. up. Okay. Here's Biscuit's uh, mm-hmm. ideas. All right. And gets maybe a little bit radicalized. Okay. Cut to the 70s, right? Yes. That's when Cujo came out. Yeah. The timeline here. It fits. Is adding up. Wow. Biscuit it's had a kind few of undeniable. years. Thank you. Yeah. Biscuit had a few years out there in the streets getting hard, mm-hmm. getting tough, getting yeah. his words together, figuring yes. out how he wanted to raise up the next litter. And Cujo comes along and he's like, this biscuit knows a thing or two and starts murdering. 
But you, you know what? Biscuit didn't go far enough. Exactly. So Biscuit. Biscuit's not a murderer. He's a an accomplice, I guess, or a... He's an well, inspiration. An inspiration. Like a... A murder inspiration. You know, Eric Hoffer talks about how you have to lay the groundwork for a revolution. Okay, with, yeah. With people of, of words and theories. They have to... They have to change people's minds, and then men of action actually there you go act on them. There you go. That was Biscuit yeah. and Cujo. Biscuit and Cujo. <laughs> Man, this is this is a great show. I told you, Mad Men is so good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Everything that's happening behind the scenes is really yes. the most amazing. There's stuff. just like depth and like so much subtlety. Yeah, that you have to. <laughs> Kind of figure it out for yourself. Right. You have to really put those pieces together. They're not going to spoon feed you that this is a Cujo prequel. Exactly. Exactly. It's all yeah. one shared universe. There's only one universe. Exactly. Thank you. And it's the Stephen King universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Don's at work. They are dealing with the israel tourism board mm-hmm. and they're like there's this book that i've never heard of that's real popular right now we want to get everybody to come to israel and party can we just mention for a second please what a show they made of the like reveal of that woman's nose oh i didn't it was like that. oh my as a jew who's always been yeah. like aware of my nose which isn't like a super big nose right but it was like uh-huh. my one thing uh-huh. Like, she has her back turned to the camera. She yeah. turns, like, in profile, <laughs> lifts her chin a little bit. The camera's like, she's a Jew, just so you know. Please don't let it get away from you that she's got a Jew nose. And I'm like, we got it, y'all. We wow. got it. I respect that you found that. Um, Maybe I, I was it, more carefully tuned in, but um, I'm telling you. I mean, that's... That's true, but that's not a bad thing. No. Right now, I'm looking up Matthew Weiner, and I want to see... He is Jewish, so... It was the woman that they really... Okay, but the writer. The oh, creator oh, oh, of the writer. Oh, I see, I so, see, like, I see. Which is just to say, <laughs> it wasn't, like, some waspy dude who was like, let's right. put a real Jewy person <laughs> as the Jewish person. It's, like, an actual Jewish person. So, like, All he right. gets to do it, right? Yeah, that's sure. good? Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Not uh-huh. saying it was good or bad. It was just mm-hmm. something I noticed. Well, this whole episode really emphasized that Jews and Gentiles were not the same. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I I know growing up in a very non-Jewish area, like, it just, it wasn't ever an issue for me. I think there were not yeah. enough Jewish people in my area for uh, anti-Semitism to really infiltrate sure and i grew up in alabama so you know yeah if they had the opportunity to they would have taken it i would have felt it at some level right um like who else can we hate yeah yeah but like modern america jewish people have kind of melded into white people at some level yes of course there's still anti-semitism of course there's still uh cultural you know differences and people but uh, certainly not to the extent that there was in the 1960s yeah, not to the extent that they were like, this Jewish person owns a department store. Right. How will we ever get someone to shop there? Like, right. it's, yeah. Um, and then like Betty saying she kissed a Jewish boy. Yes. And then got like teased and never spoke to him again or whatever. Yes. Um, so I think along with 
the look at how badly women are treated. Look at how much everyone's smoking. I think mm-hmm. the really hammering in the differences of the way Jewish people were treated is one of the goals in mm-hmm. this series. So we, we meet Roger's wife and daughter. Yeah, and for a hot second, I thought his daughter was played by Lindsay Lohan. Ah, that would have been something. I wrote, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, question mark, exclamation mark. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, but I it wish wasn't, it that wasn't her. Was I was true. disappointed, right? That in this show with a lot of like just working actors, there was one enormous controversial child star. Yes. For a very bit role. Yes. uh yeah but um mags is margaret the daughter is Mm -hmm. a little b a little bit she's a little bit of a b but she wants to get up on don's d (laughs) that b wants that d yes in a bad way (laughs) she is all about mr dropper um (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean that was also what Pete's wife, Trudy, was a little... Like, it's just women yes. that come into Don's orbit. Yes. Listen, His immediate if, impression is, like, the most amazing. If yeah. I could be within four feet of Don Draper, mm-hmm. I would be sweating bullets, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's... I would be that fucking cartoon with the eyeballs. What's his name? Coyote Joe? That's not his name, but he's a coyote, right? <laughs> Wild E Coyote? no. no. Yeah, I think he's a coyote, but, you know, the auga. He might be a wolf. He is a wolf. Yeah. I don't know other uh, cartoon he's a, coyotes. He's a Tex Avery but... cartoon. I know he's Tex Avery, yeah. but I forget his name. I don't name. know his name. I read a tweet recently that was, like, one of the best moves in Mad Men was casting John Hamm, because it is believable that anybody would want to smooch John Hamm. Like, he... There's not a lot... Like, there's a lot of handsome men out there, but, like, he is exactly he's what so he cool. is. cool. He's, so He's cool. just very like, even John Hamm the actor, right? Yeah. Like Don Draper, sure, but even John mm-hmm. Hamm the actor just seems like he just kind of floats above it all. Yeah, and he's like funny. Yes. Nice. Yes. Ugh. And I hear he's packing heat, so <laughs> I and not he... blame little Mags for being like, "Woo, there's a large penis around me. I can just feel it, Papa." Which is how I imagine she talks to her dad. Yes, that's... <laughs> oh, Papa, there's a penis! Papa! Uh, yeah, that's that sounds right. That's how Thanks. Lindsay Lohan would have said that it anyway. Is exactly- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But that daughter, she's useless. Roger doesn't know what to do with her. But Roger does know what to do with a little lady named Flamingo Joan. Oh! Holy crap! That was a yeah? shocker to me. Yeah? Yes! Is that exciting? Yes! <laughs> I was so blown away. I literally yeah. wrote, whoa! On the paper. Because <laughs> that's how I felt in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that she's sleeping with somebody. Mm-hmm. Because obviously. And I guess I'm not yeah. surprised that he's sleeping with somebody because obviously. Yeah. But I am surprised that it's the two of them. Yeah. Who does she work? Is she somebody's secretary? Is she his secretary? She's no, like she's not the his. head secretary. Okay. But she's, she's like in charge. She's like the administrative head person. She's the office administrator. Yeah. Something like that. Like she will fill in if somebody's gone, but she's. And I think she started as like someone's secretary and moved up. Yeah, because um, she clearly wasn't 
Coopers. Because no. he even says to his wife, well, yeah. you picked her. <laughs> Which was a funny little, like, throwaway line. Yeah. Um, about his secretary. Like, she picked out his secretary. But yes, that whole relationship is very interesting. Yeah. And, like, what we learn about them in this episode is that they've been seeing each other for a year. A year, yes. They dropped and, that little time uh, marker. And Roger wants to hide her in a little doghouse <laughs> yeah. and then come and see her whenever he wants to. He wants to be like that guy in You on Netflix, yep. which I have not mm-hmm. seen, but I know the basic premise is that you hide women away in a little box. Uh, Isn't that yeah. what happens? All I know is the pictures on Netflix. That's what I've taken away. That's more of a last resort in You. Oh, okay. That's spoiler alert. Spoilies! Spoilies! Spoiler alert for the show You. <laughs> Uh, that's when someone has witnessed he has murdered somebody. <laughs> then oh! he puts them in a little box. Oh, okay. okay. Because he, you know, anyway. Okay. Spoilers are over for the show You. We will now continue <laughs> spoiling the show Mad Men, season one, episode six, Babylon. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of great lines in this mm-hmm. episode in general, but yeah. there were a few in that scene. I yeah. loved when Roger's talking about all the food that they've ordered, mm-hmm. all the room service. And he's like, we've got, I can't even remember all of it, but. It's uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes, food. if we leave that lunch alone, it will take over Europe. <laughs> Which oh, yeah, because was... it was like Beef Wellington, Napoleon. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, it was Rockefeller, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joan says, food that close to a bed reminds me of a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the Joan one down. That's good stuff. I love uh, it. Because she is very much like. No, I'm independent. She doesn't even want to, like, Roger just doesn't even want her to have a roommate. Right. Because because I guess she's hiding her relationship from her roommate. Right. And she's like, no, I like seeing people. I like, and, you know, he's like, other men. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe. She straight up That's says, how everyone yeah. Talks. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wants her, and he wants, not necessarily because she's witnessed a murder, but he definitely wants her in a little room. <laughs> He even says yeah. no doors, no windows. Yeah. He's playing The Sims. This show was so <laughs> ahead of its time. 1960s. It really was. It really was. The 1960s just knew. They were predicting uh-huh. that give people power, they'll lock you up in a room and wait for yeah. you to die. I mean, that's, I think, people in every age have wanted to lock people up in rooms until they died. Yeah. That's, that's just the human condition. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> So then we get to look at some Holocaust photos, which yeah, is fun. Fun. That was that was yeah. pleasant. And it's the dudes uh, like Paul and Pete and Don talking just like what they know about Israel, yeah. which is essentially the Holocaust. Right. And oh, uh, who who's the who's the actress that they're looking at the photo of? I get the Girl, moment. I don't know. All of those busty. 60s I don't women. know. And it may not have even been like being a fancy famous one that's how i talk now did you know i'm actually welsh and this is just an american accent that i'm putting on for a role what yeah sometimes words i kind of get mixed up how do you pronounce a double l if you're welsh um i actually do that the spanish way like (laughs) me llamo welsh (laughs) i don't speak spanish though that's the problem Right. You just speak Welsh the Spanish way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please don't laugh at my culture. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
also, like, Don realizes, hey, I know one Jewish person and calls Rachel Mama, Mama Merkin. Merkin. Mama Merkin. Mama Merkin is back. Back I in the picture. I was waiting for her. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wrote Peggy exists. Just <laughs> I just wrote that. So I'm okay. guessing she must have just been seen in this scene yeah. at some point. She she got him the private line. Oh, okay. And so now, of course, she's assuming they're all for hookups. Right. Which she's probably right. Right. 75% of the time. She's not too far off in this instance. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So Don goes home. Yeah. And he's reading Exodus. Yes. And she's like, oh, you read, blah, blah, blah. And we learn about the uh, the Jewish boy kiss. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, he feels some kind of way about it. He yeah. kind of, like, frowns. and is like, hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Betty tries to get her groove on. Mm-hmm. And Don is like, honey, it's hot. And I have yeah. to read. So already it's like, you ain't got him. Yeah. He's like, I'm, and- I'm, you've got me. But no. And then Betty's like, Shh, maybe we could get air conditioning. And he's like, no thanks. Yeah. So he would rather be hot than comfortable and smooching his wife. Right. <sighs> They're a mess. It's no good. And because he's preoccupied mm-hmm. with Mama Merkin. He likes to yeah. pretend it's this account, right? Yes. But it's other ladies. It's like he's reading Exodus not so that he can understand the state of Israel, but so he could understand Rachel. Exactly. Mama Merkin. Mama Merkin. It's like, there's got to be a clue somewhere in here. And so then they go to the tea room. We'll just stay with this storyline because it's a good one. Okay. And there's a maitre d' that takes Rachel's coat. And Don seems fucking giddy. <laughs> yeah. He's all he's all over the place. He spills yeah. on himself. She even says, like, yeah. you're normally so put together. Yeah. Why do you think he's so excited? Because he's in love with Mama Merkin. I guess so. I think he sees in Mama Merkin, mm-hmm. right? Like, he likes Midge because she's the art bitch because she's a free spirit. She's yeah. doing her own thing. She's everything that he can't be. Mm-hmm. He can't be wild and free, even though he has this, like, new life, this fake persona. He's not mm-hmm. Dick Whitman, right? He's created yeah. a life. It still isn't as free as he would want it to be. Yeah. In Mama Merkin... He mm-hmm. sees all the things that he can be. Successful businesswoman, somebody who's very intelligent, who can work a room, who can be mm-hmm. um, taken seriously, who can be powerful. Yeah. All the things that he is, but a female version of that. And she really is, isn't she? Yeah. And I think yeah. it kind of throws him, uh-huh. one, because he really likes it, and two, yeah. because he probably doesn't see very many women in that position of power. That's true. And so he just can't handle himself. <laughs> that's true he does get something out of her that he can't get out of secretaries or mm-hmm. his suburban housewife or midge the art bitch midge the art bitch yeah and He's... she turned him down hell yeah she did and there's not a lot of women in this world that turned down don draper that's true she did it again in this episode she did and then she calls her sister and is like i found the one i think i might actually like him my oh, daddy's boy. gonna hate him oh boy Mama um, Merkin, come on. <laughs> Mama Merkin. So. Oh, I loved her talking about the utopia. Yeah. That it's like the good place and the place that cannot be. Yeah, that felt, I, I wrote that down and then in parentheses, entendre. <laughs> Instead of just saying two meanings or just writing it down because I know how words work, I wrote that. 
but she also says, like, what's the difference? She, Because she, Dawn goes to her and is like, explain Jews to me, please. Right. I don't understand you. Right. Be my and, token. Yes. Like, just tell me what the deal is. And she's like, one, don't cross Israelis. Mm-hmm. They'll kill your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she's American and not very Jewish. And what's the difference between Marilyn Monroe and Rachel Mencken? And she's and her answer to that is that the Jews lived in exile first in Babylon mm-hmm. and then in other places. But um, that's the title of the episode. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Thank you. I, I did. It's the title. I especially remembered yeah. when you when you put your eyes real close <laughs> <laughs> when you got real close with your eyeballs to your webcam. It's Babylon. Um. <laughs> so so what is it? Like, and then she's like, well, why would you want to go to Israel? I'll visit there. I don't have to. But it has to be. Right. It, Zion just, it has more of an idea than a place. Right. Which um, is how Don Draper lives his fucking life. Kind of is. Right? Everything for him. All of these yeah. other women. Mm-hmm. Right? They just need to be ideas that he can visit. Places yeah. that he can stop by. Little utopias. Yeah. Both the good places and the places that he cannot be. That's exactly how Don lives his life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's not in any kind of reality because he's not with his people, his actual wife. He do- he's rejected his birth place and his blood relatives and um, refuses to acknowledge them. And-, and then he's chasing Midge and Rachel, neither of whom will ever turn into anything for their own reasons. Right. Don, get your fucking act together. Come on, Don. God Live in the real it. world. Live in the real world. You know yeah. what, Roger? You should live in the real world, too. Oh, boy. Because you're just playing pretty with Jonah. You get- Roger gets Jonah fucking bird in a cage. And then I wrote after got bird in a cage, parentheses, all caps, symbol. <laughs> wow. You're I nailing know. it, Kate. I'm Entendre. smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but wait, we totally skipped yeah. over this whole brainstorming. That was before the bird in the cage. Well, just to, like, round out what Don and Roger's okay. yes, lines sure. are. So Don, uh, so, well, Rachel, like you said, she calls her sister, and she's like, this is a good thing, but it doesn't have any future. And her sister's like, forget the wedding. Just have some romance. What I wouldn't give for some mm. romance, crying baby. Mm-hmm. I hope that baby ain't square-headed. <laughs> that fucking baby better be pink and round-headed. We need to see a little baby. <laughs> I gotta get a look. Yep. So Don goes to bad bitch Midge's house place, kind of uninvited, mm-hmm. and then some other dude shows up who, that was the knock at the door that was not Betty. I really, I was so ready. I was like, nobody yeah. else in the world is expecting this to be Betty. Yeah. But I remember You knew. And when that knock happened, I was like, oh shit, I remembered that I thought they were going to be friends. Right. And I was like, she's going to roll up all pally. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were already friends, and they'd be like, yeah. Dawn! That's, that's how Betty sounds. <laughs> that was spot on. Thank you. A Betty impression. Do you see my cat grooming himself behind yeah. me? Yeah. It's pretty cute, right? Yeah, Ferris, you real cute. He's a cute boy. Um, my dog is off camera grooming himself. It is less cute. Brant? What? Boris? <laughs> Benedict? <laughs> Yeah, you're getting closer. Bentley? Nope. Baxter. Baxter. There it is. I oh. got it. Oh, now he's coming to see me. Oops. 
Should I start calling him by the wrong name again so he goes away? He can't hear you. Only I can hear you. Oh, poor Baxter. I know. So, um, Roy, who is another guy, which is exactly what Roger didn't want Joan having. Right. Is extra dudes. Right. Shows up and they go down to the gaslight, which only makes me think of Bob Dylan. And it was like the gaslight was the photo negative of the tea room that he was in with. Rachel, because mm. it's all crowded. Yep. There's no place to put your coat. Like, that's something they said, which is why I pointed out that the maitre d' took Rachel's coat. To pay I'm attention. thinking ahead. Um, it helps that you accidentally watched this very recently. Oh, I would have watched okay. it. <laughs> well, I mean, you've had a second watch. You've had two watches. No, I haven't watched this since Oh, Saturday you didn't rewatch Friday. it? Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. No. That makes sense. So then Roy and Don are picking at each other between, like, the capitalist and the new age, you know, anarchist type. Yeah. Um, I loved when he said, where, when Midge said, you guys want to head to the urinals and poke it out? <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, Art Bitch is my actual hero. <laughs> One for that, yeah. but also saying, like, I'll wear a skirt and nothing else. And I was like, yeah, get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. She doesn't even care. Nope. She's like, yeah, my two lovers are just going to hang out with me because I fucking rule all and fuck everybody else. It's true. I mean, she's also pretty sad, but... Kind of. She does give off a lot of confidence, and she's trying to live a life that the world doesn't really want her to live. Exactly. And that's a hard thing to do. Well, sure. So the very last sounds that we hear there's like three little performances that we see at the gaslight one is just some dude reading the society pages of a newspaper Uh one is a love poem to a bunch of communist leaders that ends in taking off taking off her top yeah and then there's a little trio and they sing a song the line of which is by the waters of Babylon, mm-hmm. we lay down and we weep for thee, Zion. Mm-hmm. What? Babylon came up again? What? It's like it's the title of the episode. What? Can you believe it? I can. And also that trio, that was Midge's friends. That's who they yes. were there to see. Yeah. So it was meant to be. It was. Oh, and uh, when um, Don buys their shots and they go to take a drink... Yeah. Roy, that's his name, the other dude. Uh-huh. Roy says, L'chaim. Uh-huh. More Jewy stuff. <laughs> it's just jam-packed with Jewy stuff There's just so much Jew in this episode. Damn. <laughs> what are they, New York City? What? Oh, and. Okay. Hang on. Because I got my notes. We're all, we're, we're bopping all over the place, but I got to go back. Okay. To Roger and Joan. I would love to. When he gives her the bird. Yeah. So he takes the cover off and they're mm-hmm. um, canoodling Yeah. on the bed. And yeah. that bird is just chirping away, chirping away. I'm like, that's the canary in the coal mine. I mean, it's literally a canary. Yeah. Is the bird. Yeah. But that bird is sensing trouble mm-hmm. and is just singing away. And he's they just should like, listen. we're going to cover that up. Yeah, they should listen. Hide it. And Roger tells Joan that he's been thinking about her all day. Much like Betty told Don that she thinks about him all day. So Roger's got it bad for Joan. Yep. And Joan is like, I don't care. Yes. She looks troubled. 
She looks troubled her mind. to me by that by that whole thing. Yeah, they have a very somber like that final. Yeah, they montage. get out of bed and he just zips her yeah. up, and they're both very stone faced. Mm-hmm. And then they walk out of the hotel separately and just stand apart from each other, mm-hmm. pretend like they're strangers. <sighs> yeah. So romantic. Oh, romance. And I guess that is, like, what Rachel has, like, in store for her. Like, she th- she's, she's excited by the idea of romance, but this is what it would actually look like. Right. Is secret liaisons in a hotel. Well, potentially. I mean, he goes to Midge's house. Potentially yeah. he could go to Mama Merkin's. It just depends on who's there and yeah. who would see him. Right. Like, because she's got a reputation to protect. Midge, right. her reputation is a little less uh, uh, vulnerable. Right. So. So. We gotta talk about this. We gotta get... Uh, let's just rewind. I <laughs> talk about this brainstorming. Brainstorming, which is what uh, what the men call throwing every woman in the office into a room behind double pane or right, one-way glass, one-way glass, and watching them without their knowledge. Right. Other than Joan, who knows? Yes, and who and teases them? Yes. Uh, I love yeah. them standing and saluting Joan's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Roger at the back. He's <laughs> like, like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Why is she doing this to me? Yeah. Um, but yes, that whole that whole concept is very interesting of this, like, focus mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And and, and it's, it's, it's not dissimilar from, we're, you know, we're all Gentiles. We don't know how Israel works. Let's talk to our one Jewish friend. Right. From we're all dudes. We don't know how lipstick works. Let's talk to women. Right. And that's why it's bad to have only straight white men in your organization because diversity matters. What? You are about 60 years ahead of the time, Kate. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm all 3008. You're all 2000 and late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry, you were saying? (laughs) Nope. We're just going to let that one linger for a little bit. I've got more... BEP in the pipeline if you need it. BEP? Black Eyed Peas. That's a Black Eyed Peas quote. Oh, I liked it better when I thought you just came up with that. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll de- let's delete the recording so everyone else thinks I did too. Perfect. I'll edit that out. Thank you. You're Can welcome. you edit it out of your brain, men in black style, please? Yep. Done. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So they brainstorm mm-hmm. and the women are all like... Going fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys says, we should have put a man in there so they would take it seriously. Just for our listeners at home, that's Baxter that we're listening oh, to Oh, is right he making now. noises? Yeah, he's, he's making, making a lot of noise. A lot of noises. It is he's, hard he's, to tell what it is. He's right next to me rolling around because I'm picking burrs out of his fur. Okay. Because he ran into the bushes. And he oh. has long, he's a golden retriever, so he has long hair. Mm-hmm. And so he's grumping at me and rolling around <laughs> so that I can't get to his burrs. But fuck you, dude. I did it anyway. <sighs> now he's shaking and he is. trying to climb on top of me. See, Ferris doesn't make bit. noise. Well, he actually, he will purr Go on. when he's in my Go on. purview. <laughs> Baxter, this is very important business. Go. Go on. Go on. Okay. 
All right, we'll edit all that out. Oh, we'll edit that all out. Okay. Um, yes. So, Peggy is just watching. We don't really know what Peggy's she thinking. Looks He's, she's grumpy. absorbing. I wrote, Peggy has tood. Oh. Because it looks okay. like she had a little attitude happening. And huh. even when she talked to the guy afterwards, she kind of had a bit of an attitude. And then Joan was like, that's enough complaining. Okay. Okay. In my brain, Peggy was yeah. saying, these fucking sheeple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what she says, is no one wants to be one of a million right. colors in a box. Um, right. I feel... Yeah, like, she she is not, she doesn't just fall into the, ooh, something pretty that I can play with. She just is calm, and then she doesn't pick her color. She doesn't try on any lipstick, because I don't have any. And she's just thinking. Yeah. And then... She's observing. She's observing. She's watching that one girl with the with the blotters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all, Very they're all smooching the Kleenex. Yeah. And then she hands the waste bin to Freddy and says, here's your basket of kisses. Mm-hmm. And that, my friend, That's, is a momentous phrase. I wrote, start of her becoming the head bitch in charge. <laughs> HBIC. You're not wrong. Hey. Spoilies. Um, yeah. Spoilies. But Freddie is like, who said that? Where'd you get that from? Yeah. And uh, she's like, I just thought of it. It's I'm just, just like, you know what? I've got a little yeah. bit of a brain in here. Yeah. And Joan's like, get back to your desk. Mm-hmm. Quit your bitchin'. And Freddie tells Peggy that, no, Freddie tells Don Don. that he's impressed with Peggy because she saw the benefit, not the feature. It was like watching a dog play the piano. Yes, I loved that line. (laughs) I also loved when Don, he was like, Peggy, and he was like, yeah, have you ever noticed her? And he said, I try not to look too closely or I'll be blinded by her earnestness. (laughs) (laughs) Which I fucking love. Yeah. So funny. But, but yes. he does seem a little bit like, huh, like a little proud of her. A little bit. When he hears that. Yeah. He takes a little peek out the door. Yeah. Because like last episode, they they had all their meaningful glances. Right. So they're getting to know each other just on a different level still. Right. And then Joan is like pissed for some reason. Yeah. Why is she so mad? Well, because she doesn't want any woman in there being more powerful than she is. Because right now... Joan mm-hmm. is Flamingo Joan, HBIC, yes. Strumpet yes. Trumpet. She's definitely HBIC. She's also a very clever and smart person who's probably a little pissed that no one's ever asked her to But I wonder how many work. times, I guess, uh, how many times she's, like, put herself out there in that way. But I suppose Peggy wasn't really doing that. Although she yeah. kind of was after he was, like, asking her about it. Yeah, maybe in this situation, Joan is the biscuit and right. was, like... Working within <laughs> the system right. of like, you know, from like the system that exists. Right. And she has made the most of the system that exists. Peggy is the Cujo. Is the Cujo. And is like, I'm in the system, but I can do more. Yeah. You know uh, what? She's, yeah. I'm really glad that that offhanded comment has now come full circle to be an accurate analogy. Yeah. Of the show. I mean, anyone would understand that i mean you had you're new to Mad Men culture but everybody knows jones the biscuit yeah and he's yeah. the cujo that's just like just that's like one canon. of those things right yeah that's that's Mad Men canon. in the message boards when they're talking yeah. about peggy they're like good old cooch yeah out yeah, there yeah. taking on the world biting her owners and whatnot yeah. so jones super catty and is like 
They sent me because they actually don't like you. The medium is the message, is what Mm -hmm. she wrote, which was interesting. As she saunters away Mm -hmm. and the camera pans down to her, once again, very round ass. Hell yeah, it does. (laughs) I was not mad about it. No. She's, she's got it. She flaunts it and it's amazing. Yep. And Peggy is pleased. It's kind of the end of that one. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of affairs in this show in this episode and uh there's a lot there's babylon you got a lot of perfect ideas and uh you got a basket of kisses good old basket of kisses you got freddie rumpson drinking a vodka screwdriver at nine o'clock in the morning you know all these fucking people's names because i've watched the show several times all right i was like did we ever hear the word freddie who how do you know roy how are you so good at this Well, part of it is I'm writing it down as I'm watching it okay, now. Now, listen, I'm also writing it down, but yeah. for the longest time, Midge was just art bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you know what else comes in handy? My IMDb app. Okay, there you go. When I'm like, who dat? Where I see her from? Okay. But Freddie Freddie Rumson, I'm not sure that you would know his last name, but I know Freddie. Uh, well, now he's Freddie Rumpelstiltskin in my brain, and I'll never forget. Because it also, like... Even though he's just like a side character right here, we've learned a little bit about Freddy. He drinks alcohol really early in the morning and plays it off like it's not a big deal. Right, because it's got orange juice. When Peggy said something clever, instead of stealing her idea, which he very well could have done, Mm -hmm. he says she had good ideas. Let's get more from her. Right. So that is something Pete Campbell would not have done that. Right. He would have just said, And taking it from her. <laughs> that's exactly how he would have said it. Yeah, that's how Pete talks. Um, so I feel like Freddy is a slightly, you know, I, he's like an interesting character. And and, yes. and that's, this show will have a fully, like, realized character just, like, hanging out in the background. Until he went to talk to Don, I thought he was from the lipstick company. I oh, thought okay. he was, like, running the focus group himself. Yeah. Or, like, not running it, but was, like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, yeah, like, from the company. Yeah. Checking in on how it was going. Well, so I'm it's, sorry that you felt that way. I did. Because <laughs> it's, you first saw him in his office at his desk, so. Well, goes I to show can't. how carefully I am paying attention. <laughs> and you make fun of me for my IMDb app usage. I do, I do. Um, did you have any fashion notes for this episode? Um, I didn't write any down, except, but I do remember I really yes. liked Art Bitch Midge at the Gaslight. Her outfit yeah. was very cute. Oh, not a fashion note, but a cinematography note. Okay. I mean, in general, the cinematography in this is beautiful. Yes. But I especially loved in the Gaslight how often they were sort of like weaving the camera through her body to focus on Don. Ah. Like, she puts her arm up on the table, and they go through her, like, elbow crook. Mm -hmm. And then later, like, through her midsection, as her arms are resting on the table, like, through her entire body to focus in on Dawn. That's interesting. I wonder why. What that does. I don't understand anything about filmmaking, so (laughs) I'm I'm always just, like, a real passive observer, and I know I enjoy things, but I don't know the purpose. Well, so for me, it was, like, it was very clear that this is Midge's space. Mm, And we're seeing Don very much in Midge's space. That's perfect. You know, like, in the gaslight, but then actually, like, in her physical space, you know? And, like, how does he fit into this world? How is he fitting in 
And is he trying to assimilate more? Like, why did he... He didn't want to go to the gaslight. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's trying to be, like, part of her life or fit himself yeah. into her, her world. But uh-huh. then here he is doing it, much yeah. to his chagrin, because we've yeah. got Roy, a boy, apparently, yeah, being a dick the whole time, right? But he's doing mm-hmm. it, and, like, we're seeing him fitting yeah. inside her little space, which was interesting. But it was also just, like, really beautiful cinematography. Yeah. No. I think you answered the question exactly. That's amazing. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Um, you didn't know this, but I am a trained cinematographer. So there you go. Hey, I love that you still surprise me. Uh, after all these years. After all these years. All two. <laughs> what other fashion notes? No, I loved her in a little sweater and high-waisted mm-hmm. panties. Mm-hmm. I was... Not as offended by her bra this time. Remember the very okay. first episode was like, fuck you. this bitch's bra. It might as well have been a square-headed baby. Because <laughs> you were well. not happy with that bra. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bunch of fucking square-headed babies up in here. <laughs> but it seemed more um, yeah. uh, era mm. contained okay. Okay. this time. Yeah, Still modern. Definitely still yeah. modern. Black lace. Yeah. But the shape of it was more... Conical. Um, um, oh, okay. oh, fucking Joan's red dress. Stealing yeah. the show. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. She's beautiful. And she's always got a little brooch. Yes. She wears a lot of brooches. But it's all very simple. It's not... It's, it's, it's not. It's understated? Just like one, understated, yeah. Her outfits are always very understated thus far. I hear yeah. later we get all sorts of titties up in the, up on the, up in the chin. <laughs> but right now it's been a lot of high necks. Where are you hearing cops. this? I have my sources. I have my titty sources. Uh, it is fun throughout the show. Because I think the last season, I don't care, it it, it ends in like 1970. Uh, and so you get to see the, the 60s fashion happen. change, yeah. Which I'm sure was the point of a lot of it, was that everything changes. But like, seeing everyone's hair change and yeah. the decor yeah. and... The lingo and stuff like that. It's fun. It's exciting. It is fun. It's an yeah. exciting time. That's why I consider it like history. It's like a documentary. It, it, it it's is. It's like you're learning stuff when you watch Mad Men. Exactly. Yeah. We learned and about the Holocaust today. We sure did. <laughs> and Judaism. All those those poor skinny people on the boats, as Betty said. Yes. yes. It, it's one of those things like you have to keep reminding yourself. Like These folks were in their teens in the 40s. Like, yeah. It was not that long ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's part of their active living yeah. history, living memory. And the Jewish people that are around them lived through it. Yes. Uh, yes. In a very real way. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, kind of, it matters. It's... Well, right, and even um, mm-hmm. Rachel's sister is like, we're yeah. not in a shtetl anymore. Yeah. You can marry for love. Yeah. Yeah. Because it probably was just a couple generations <laughs> that right. separates them from that. Yeah. Right. Well, so we saw some more Don origin story. We learned that his brother is a monster demon. His, his brother's a monster demon. Big part of the origin story. Yeah, yeah. We see Roger and Joan together. Yes. We see uh, 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 Peggy starting her fledgling yes. I'm not just a secretary career. Starting her rise to the HBIC. Yeah. And then Don fucks around with various women's hearts. Yep. As per usual. As per, nothing new there. 
it's why did they even have Don? There were some new episode? things, but there was a lot of nothing new in Don Draper's pants. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of same old same, same old, old same old dick whitman mm-hmm. dick time that's about it <laughs> well that'll do it for this episode no it won't because what? i have to give predictions <gasps> kate this is the most important part of the entire podcast i'm sorry all right so your predictions for season one episode seven i have mad Men. many I apologize for not soliciting them. Thank you. Okay. Now I have to remember them. Okay. Uh, Adam is going to come back. Yeah. His true square-headed form will be revealed. (laughs) Okay. He was was disguising it last time we saw him. And now he comes back full-on monster demon. Yeah. Square-headed. Maybe a little bit gray. Okay. Nowhere near yeah. as eager or as earnest as last mm-hmm. time. He's like, you yeah. gave me five grand, now give me your soul. Okay. Yeah. you know, demon. That, I, I see that happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Joan uh-huh. is going to um, bite the head off of that canary, Ozzy Osbourne style. Okay. In a, in a show of independence and don't fuck with me-itude. To okay. both, um, well, it's, it's one for Roger to be like, fuck your bird, but also mm-hmm. Peggy sees it to be like, watch out, bitch. I'm still HBIC. Okay. I'll fucking right. eat this bird in front of you. <laughs> uh, all right. Once again, I think you're really getting a good grasp on how this show works. <laughs> and these are very good predictions. Thank you. Yes. Um, I think Betty. Uh-huh. I was gonna say we'll show human emotion, but I've predicted that before and was wrong. Don't don't break your heart again. I don't think she will have any. That's less likely than Joan biting the head off the canary. It really is. It really is. Uh huh. Um. Oh, I think we'll see more of his kids next episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think... We haven't seen much of them. Right, Sally. Sally's gonna do some classic 1960 little girl shit. Maybe she'll, maybe she'll tap dance. <laughs> They're gonna go to Sally's tap dance recital. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna happen. That seems totally yeah. like a Sally thing to do. And Mama Merkin and Don uh-huh. Dropper are finally gonna go to Bone Town. To the bone zone. They're going to yeah. bump uglies. Go Her vagina see. will meet his penis. Oh, that's what you're talking yes, about. Yes, sex. They're going to have sex. You're using all of those other words right. that I didn't understand. I, I'm sorry. Thank you you're for welcome. clearing it up. You're welcome. And the lingo. Yeah. Yes. Most important part. Most important part. Um, uh, oh, God. I want it to be something to do with, with boning, but they're not going to say boning. Unlikely. He's going to... Don Dropper is going to say to Mama Merkin, uh, what you got under that pedophore? <laughs> <laughs> the tiny little cake? Isn't that what they call all those fluffy dresses? Petticoat? Petticoat. But he's going to say petty for because he doesn't know what yeah. shit is called. 
All right. Well. Or he'll say smooching. We should, hey, Mama Merkin, we should do some smooching. Hey, Mama Merkin, <laughs> we should do some smooching. Yep. Boy, oh boy. I'm glad that you've moved from lingo to precise quotes by certain characters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, well, if there's nothing else... I think that has concluded all of our bits. We have... <laughs> I mean, and our insightful commentary. Exactly. And the whole damn show. You know, know what? Everything. What? I'm going to give a strumpet trumpet this ep. Okay. To uh, to Peggy. Aww. I'm giving her, she finally earned herself a little strumpet trumpet. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, by by speaking her thoughts. But, yeah, by, yeah. By not just going along with the sheeple. Yeah. And being right. so excited to put pigmented wax on her lips. She's With like, you don't have my color. Right. You don't have That's my right. color, so I'm not going to no. do it. I'm particular. She's not just like any other Laurel. L- what and was that? Any other. She's a particular Laurel. <laughs> Let's not try to figure out what I was trying to say. I won't. And just let it be. Good. And as we say at the end of every episode... <laughs> Merry Mad Men to all. And to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.